let us pray. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, and whoever will lose his life for my sake will find it. Matthew 16, 24-25 Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you humbly acknowledging that to follow you, we must deny ourselves, take up our crosses, and follow in the steps of your beloved Son. Lord, we realize that the true meaning of life is not to gain the world, but to find our lives in you. We pray for strength, dear Father, as we take up our crosses. We understand that the journey may be challenging, but we know that through every trial, through every tribulation, you are with us. Help us to remember that in our weaknesses, your strength is made perfect. We ask, dear Lord, for your grace to guide us as we journey in this path of self-denial and grant us the resilience to follow you wholeheartedly, irrespective of the trials that we face. Let us always remember that we are not alone, for you are with us today and always. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Stay tuned now for another episode of Stories of the Messiah with Rabbi Schneider. Tell me, my love, what is the source of your strength? Delilah whispered, running her hands down Samson's chest. Although he was the hero of Israel, Samson wasn't much of a hero at all. He was a weapon of destruction and chaos used by God to ravage the Philistines. Samson was gifted with an inhuman-like strength, but moral compromises and selfish ambition clouded his judgment. The Philistines knew they couldn't defeat him in battle, so they had to use the temptation of a woman to weaken him. Samson stretched his arm out on the bed and smiled. He toyed with her for a while pretending he had a weakness for different types of cords and bowstrings. But each time Delilah tried to bind him, he easily broke free. Finally, Delilah's sensuous demeanor turned angry, and she shouted, Why do you mock me? You say you love me and share my bed, but you refuse to tell me where your strength lies. Samson rolled his eyes back and groaned. Fine, I will tell you. Samson ran his hands through his long, dreaded hair. I'm a Nazarite meaning I have not cut my hair since birth. If I am shaved, then all of my strength will leave me. I'll be just like any other man. A cruel smile pursed around Delilah's lips, <laughs> and she wrapped her arms around his neck and kissed him. You surely aren't like any other man. Then she brought him back to bed. Samson fell into a deep sleep on her lap, and she gestured for some of the Philistines to come and shave his head. When his hair had been completely shaved off, Delilah shouted, Samson, the Philistines are attacking! When the Philistines ambushed him, Samson leapt to fight back, awaiting the surge of divine strength. But it didn't come. God's strength had left him. Deprived of his divine favor, the Philistines bound Samson and shackled his wrists and feet. Samson watched in horror as Philistines took a white-hot iron rod and slowly brought it to his eyes. Tears streaked his face as Samson watched it come closer and the world turned black as they scorched his eyes. 
His torment echoed through the city as he was dragged to the Philistine temple, his once mighty form now bound in chains and thrown into the darkness. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stories of the Messiah podcast. I'm Rabbi Kurt Schneider with Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Our ministry is passionate about connecting the beauty of the Hebrew Bible with the story of the Messiah. If you've enjoyed our journey thus far, consider leaving us a review and sharing it with a friend. We want the story of the Bible and the hope of Jesus to spread worldwide. This season of Stories of the Messiah is called Jesus the Greater. We have been exploring the highs and lows of the Bible's most famous heroes, ultimately showcasing how their stories foreshadow the greatest hero of all, Jesus. So far, we have learned how Jesus is the greater Adam, Cain, Noah, Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, Joseph, Moses, and Joshua. Today, we will dive deep into the dark story of one of the Bible's most flawed heroes, Samson. Renowned for his inhuman-like strength, has been tricked by Delilah and taken captive by the Philistines. Up until this point, Samson's life has been deeply disappointing. Although he amassed many victories against the Philistines, he compromised his faith constantly. Now, he is a prisoner with no strength and no eyes. His sad and sorry state is an image of his spiritual life. Samson was already weak. He was weak-willed and ineffectual in his faith. Samson continually gave into his flesh and never once thought about anyone but himself. He was also spiritually blind. Samson failed to see the corruption within his heart. He failed to see Delia's deception and the slippery slope of sin. His outward state was a picture of his inward reality. Now we enter back into his story, where Samson will have a chance to redeem himself. God will offer him the opportunity to finally do what's right. Will he take it? Will he give up? Let's find out in the cinematic retelling of Judges chapter 16. Samson was lost in darkness, bound and unable to see. The Philistines brought him to the Temple of Dagon to parade him around as entertainment. He heard the drunken revelry of Philistine soldiers and nobles around him. Thousands of Philistines danced and drank under the roofed colonnades, occasionally spitting in Samson's face. Samson, chained between two pillars in the middle of the temple, held his head down low in shame. As the music swelled and the Philistines celebrated, Samson reflected on his journey of pride and transgression against God. He had lived selfishly, squandering the gifts God had given him. And all for what? A few nights with a woman? The admiration of strangers? Revenge? Samson realized that his life, for all its victories, had been an utter failure. Some hero, he thought to himself. Just then, his spirit stirred, not with resentment, regret, and a renewed sense of purpose. He felt a small prompting from God, a chance to redeem himself. He turned his head to the servant boy who was beside him. Boy, he whispered, guide my hands to the pillars. The boy did as he was told, placing Samson's hands against both pillars holding up the roof. Samson lifted his head to heaven. Although he could see nothing, he knew God could see him. His life had been a mess, but perhaps his death would accomplish something. Lord God, please remember me and strengthen me. 
Please, only this once! A roar erupted from his chest as he strained against the pillars. His arms quivered under the exertion. The Philistines watched and laughed. Their joy was short-lived as they saw the pillars cracking under Samson's palms. With a final declaration of war, Samson, Israel's flawed hero, bellowed to the heavens. Let me die with the Philistines! With a final surge of strength, he broke both pillars, causing the entire temple to collapse. The whole temple was reduced to rubble, and oil and fire intermixed and caused the heap to catch a flame. All who were under the ruins perished, Samson included. As dawn arrived, the sunlight peeked over the hills, casting its glow on the ruined temple. The nights of revelry had turned into a morning of devastation, the Philistines buried under the rubble of their temple. Among them was Samson, his lifeless body a testament to his final act of heroism. His death achieved a greater victory than his life ever could, an act of courage and sacrifice that foreshadowed another divine hero sacrifice. This sacrifice would defeat the greatest enemy of them all. The tale of Samson served as a poignant reminder that the path of true strength lay not in pride and selfishness, but in obedience and self-sacrifice. Samson, God's flawed weapon of destruction, finally did something selfless. In case you aren't aware of the beginning of Samson's story, his entire life was one random act of selfishness after another. He took advantage of his parents, had random outbursts of disobedience, and hurt everyone around him. Even though he was a mighty warrior, he was a weak man. But at this point in his life, chained to two pillars, Samson finally had a moment of clarity. He could accomplish far more in his death than in his life. The end of Samson's story was tragic, but it offered us a few kernels of wisdom and hope. At discovering the Jewish Jesus, we are all about finding hope, even in the most tragic stories. The hope of the gospel is present amid suffering, dysfunction, and destruction. So let's discover that hope now. First, Samson's life reminds us that our sins eventually do catch up to us. Some people walk around sinning, foolishly thinking their sins won't return to hurt them. But our sin always ends up hurting us and others in the end. Second, Samson's life reminds us of the power of self-sacrifice. Selfish and prideful living only gets you so far. James chapter 4 reminds us that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. When Samson finally humbled himself and let go of his ego, he accomplished great things. Lastly, Samson's death points to another death. Through Samson's final sacrifice, he buried the enemy in the ground. Israel's enemies were destroyed because Samson gave up his life. This event hearkens to another selfless act from a hero even greater than Samson. Clouds shrouded the sky, covering the land in darkness. Under the swirling storm clouds, the architect of creation, Jesus Christ, was suspended on a cross. Roman soldiers, religious leaders, and onlookers mocked him. They threw food and stones at him, teasing and jeering at the hero of God. The priests looked at him contemptuously, yelling, He saved others! <laughs> Let him save himself! They taunted him with cruel delight. If he is the Christ and the Chosen One, why doesn't he command angels to help him? The soldiers joined in the scornful parade. 
Suddenly, lightning split the heavens, casting an eerie light over the hill called Calvary. Jesus was dangling between heaven and earth, his body wrecked by flogging. Crucifixion was not merely a death sentence, but a slow, tortuous asphyxiation. Every breath required excruciating effort. Every intake and exhale was a painful struggle against the nails that pierced his hands and feet. Yet, amidst his torment, his divine compassion overflowed in his prayers for his mockers. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He prayed. His voice was a whisper in the storm. His divine authority could command the brewing storm to smite his tormentors. Yet he refrained. Their derision merely highlighted their desperate need for salvation, strengthening Jesus' resolve to conquer the beast of sin. His life had been perfect, but he knew his death would accomplish something even more. Gazing skyward, he received the furious judgment of Yahweh. He, the sinless one, became the embodiment of sin, an act of incredible self-sacrifice to reconcile humanity with God. His anguish was palpable. Then, a roar erupted from his chest as he strained against the cross. His arms quivered under the exertion. The Pharisees and Romans watched and laughed, but their joy was short-lived as they saw the lightning match Jesus' words. The final declaration of war against sin, Jesus, Israel's true and perfect hero, bellowed to the heavens. It is finished! He lowered his head and surrendered his spirit to the Father. All the sins of humanity were crushed under the weight of God's judgment. Through Jesus' sacrifice, sin and shame were defeated once and for all. It's impossible not to be in awe at the bravery and selflessness of our Lord Jesus. In a selfless act of defiance against sin and shame, Jesus gave up his life. Do you see the parallels between Jesus and Samson? Through Samson's sacrifice, Israel was saved from the Philistines. Through Jesus' sacrifice, we are saved from sin and death. Jesus declared, I am the good shepherd, and a good shepherd always lays down his life for his sheep. Jesus was the triumphant shepherd, hero, and savior of the world. Through his selfless sacrifice, he saved us from the ultimate enemy. The life of Jesus and Samson teaches us a valuable lesson about sacrifice. Jesus said that whoever wants to be his disciple must pick up his cross and follow him. He also said that whoever wants to be first in the kingdom of God must be the servant of all. This podcast is meant to showcase what it means to be truly great. And we have learned about the greatness of Jesus. But how do we share in that greatness? How do we embody greatness in our own lives? Well, Jesus made it clear. Lay down your life for others. Serve the people around you. Let go of your ego and do what's right. Jesus declares that whoever wishes to gain his life must lose it. So that's my encouragement for you today. Find a way to set aside your selfish ambitions and preferences and do something selfless for someone else. In doing so, you will march to the beat of God's heart. Samson took a while to figure that out, but it was Jesus' mission from the beginning. That is why we're convinced that Jesus is the greater Samson. In the next episode, we'll talk about a lesser-known hero, a humble man of noble character. Through small acts of kindness, he became a redeemer to a woman named Ruth. He didn't know it, but the world Savior would be born through their union. 
Join us next time to discover how Jesus is the greater Boaz. If you want more resources on Jesus in the Old Testament, visit us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Another resource you might find impactful is my new book, Messianic Prophecy Revealed, Seeing Messiah in the Pages of the Hebrew Bible, which can be found on my website. If you enjoyed today's podcast, leave us a review and share it with a friend. We want the story of the Bible and the hope of Jesus to spread worldwide. To make prayer a priority and hear more stories to inspire you,